98 FM's Big Breakfast with Rebecca and Brendan. Now our next guest is a man of many talents. He has directed huge comedy movies like Bridesmaids. He created Freaks and Geeks and he starred in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Paul Feig, welcome to 98 FM's Big Breakfast. How are you? Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you, Brendan. I'm thrilled to be here and hello, Dublin. Uh, we are thrilled to uh, be speaking with you this morning, Paul. Uh, your new movie on Netflix, it's called The School for Good and Evil. Tell us, what is it about? Well, it's basically the story of two uh, two young women in a faraway uh, town in another time who one is the daughter of a witch, one uh, is a young woman who wants to be a princess, and they find out there's a school called the School for Good and Evil that trains fairy tale villains and heroes, and uh, the girl who wants to be a princess applies to the School for Good, and they both get taken there, but then the princess gets dropped into the School for Evil, and the witch gets dropped into the School for Good, and it all goes crazy from there. And there is also a star-studded cast. Uh, Who's in it? What were they like to work with? And how did they take direction from you? (laughs) <laughs> well, it is an amazing cast. I mean, you know, outside of our, our young cast, we've got Charlize Theron, Kerry Washington, Lawrence Fishburne, Michelle Yeoh, uh, Kate Blanchett. Um, and they, you know, they they are great. I, I've worked with several of them before. Charlize and I worked on a, a show called Arrested Development back in uh, the 2008 and just had the best time and always wanted to work together again. And then Michelle Yeoh's a close friend. And they, you know, they are very good at taking direction. That's why they're big stars. Uh, you know, they're, they're really, really great and really fun. I mean, we just, it was one of these sets where everybody just had a really good time, which is what I try to do in my sets. I try to have a very happy set versus uh, and some directors like to create uh, tension and drama, but not me. I just want to have fun. Ooh, some directors, Paul, do you want to name names? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what, me? Uh, never. Never. Um, <laughs> actor A, actor B. There you go. <laughs> uh, Paul, uh, obviously there's loads of magic in the movie, lots of powers. If you could choose one magic power, what would it be? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I would like to be invisible, to have the ability to be invisible. Um, I, just because I think it'd be <laughs> nice to escape sometimes and not not be seen. But then the, the, the downside of that is, is then you're around people and you actually hear them talking about you and you hear what they really think of you. So maybe maybe I need to rethink that. Maybe I'd just like to fly instead. Paul, this isn't your first time doing something witchy. You played Mr. Poole in Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, uh, back in season one. It's my yes. favourite show ever. Um, Mr. Poole can be so <laughs> annoying. Take us back to that time. <laughs> Do you have any fun stories from on set? And I'd love to know, is Salem a puppet or a robot? <laughs> well, he uh, Salem is actually, he was kind of an animatronic robot. But then my favourite Salem moments were always when they would just use a real cat. <laughs> and, you know, Nick Bacan, who does the voice of Salem would just sort of ad lib things to, to fit what the cat was doing. That was always, I thought, the funniest. But um, no, it, it was that was a really fun time. I mean, that, you know, it was back in the nine, you know, mid '90s, and uh, it was a big deal for me. I'd been an actor for years and years, and had been on a lot of TV shows that only went one season and got canceled. And so this one was, you know, finally a hit show. But then the end, the end of the first season, then they wrote me out of the show. So it, it was good because it actually kicked me out of the nest, made me get out of acting and go behind the camera, which is where I think I think I'm much better off being there. So would you play Mr. Poole again if there was another Sabrina reboot, Paul? Well, you know, sure. I, I, I'd have to put my put my knit tie back on and uh, and teach everybody what mitosis is. 
Oh my gosh, <laughs> iconic, love that. And you've said in <laughs> interviews before that your mum was a real stage mom back in the day. What did she push you mm. to do? Well, she just loved the idea of me going into show business. <laughs> you know, I, I was a, you know, an only child, lived in Detroit, Michigan, but I always had this interest in movies that I got from her because we would sit and watch old movies all the time. And and so, you know, we would watch like Singing in the Rain and I'd watch Donald O'Connor tap dancing go, I want to take tap dancing lessons. And all of a sudden I was in tap dancing lessons or like we'd hear somebody playing the guitar. I go, I want to play the guitar. And suddenly I had guitar lessons. So <laughs> she was just desperate to get me in the business. And, and um, so it worked out. <laughs> um, you mentioned there that obviously you went from uh, in front of the camera to behind it. How, how did that come about? Uh, what was the process from you be, being an actor to becoming obviously the uh, successful director that you are now, Paul? <laughs> well, um, thank you. Uh, you, you know, I, I, my goal from the very beginning was to write, direct, and star in my own movies. So I actually went to film school at USC, uh, University of Southern California, to um, to learn how to make movies so that I could make them and put myself in them. Um, but then I kind of had an acting career, but and it was always writing. But it was really, honestly, it was it was at getting written out of Sabrina the Teenage Witch that made me realize, you know what, I, I don't have enough control as an actor if I can finally be on a. You know, a successful show and still get written out of it. And I'd been really thinking about kind of making the transition anyway. So it just worked out great. And then I created Freaks and Geeks, which allowed me to then have a little bit of cred to be able to direct and, you know, and, and produce and all. And you have directed some of our favourite movies, including Bridesmaids. I actually wrote my college thesis on Bridesmaids, which is just wild. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait, um, hold on. I know. <laughs> That's it, fantastic. Wow. It, it was about the representation of women in Hollywood versus uh, European kind of TV series and movies. But Bridesmaids was yeah. such a... I mean, it just came out and it was so great to see women being allowed to be funny and have those roles. Really, for the first time yeah. in Hollywood, it felt like that, that all-female cast. Oh, now, I know oh you've said gosh, repeatedly that, that really in interviews that uh, there won't be a Bridesmaid sequel, but is there any hope? Because we'd love to see one. A, it's up to Kristen Wiig, you know, because she's the one who really wrote, you know, wrote that movie, uh, the the original scripts for it. But you know, I, I always say it, it's it's sequels are harder than they they seem because you know the reason that movie works so well is because really because of her character trying to save this friendship and going through this major crisis that she then comes out the other side in a much better place. So. To do a sequel, it's like, well, we can't ever have another crisis because then you just lose patience with her. And I think if it's just about a funny wedding, it could be really funny. You just have to make sure there's an emotional story there. But look, never say never. I never say never in this business because I'd be crazy if I did. Uh, Paul, Rebecca obviously wrote her thesis on Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids is a lot of people's favourite movies. It's it's often the answer most given if you ask somebody what their favourite movie is. We're wondering, Paul Feig, Mm. what is your favourite movie? Oh, my favourite movie of all time is a movie called it's a wonderful life uh which is a christmas movie with jimmy stewart from back in the 40s and uh i love it because it does everything i think a movie should do it makes you laugh it makes you cry it makes you emotional it, it takes you through a whole you know very uh, uh, dramatic uh, emotional arc story but but you feel really good so i've always sort, sort of said if i could make movies like that my whole life i'd be very happy and uh, paul you're doing a sequel to a simple favor with blake lively and anna kendrick have you guys started filming yet no not yet not yet we have a great script we're still just kind of polishing that up and figuring out exactly when we can start shooting um but you know that that will hopefully be happening because i, I love those characters and i'm really that was a really fun movie to make you know I, I like the thriller genre but it was fun to kind of bring bring the humor to it too like the old hitchcock movies that i grew up watching so um yeah so we'll see but uh 
it should be coming 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 out uh, in, in, you know soonish. Let's say amazing, Paul Feig. We cannot wait to watch the School for Good and Evil on Netflix. Thank you so much for talking with us on 98 FM's Big Breakfast. Thank you so much.